Hello everyone, Rohit here, back with the third episode of CS Bytes. On CS Bytes, I try and analyze and summarize a computer science paper for you. We are going to take a look at the paper, The Byzantine's General Problem. This paper is by L. Lamport, Robert Shostak, and Marshall Pease. Presented on the 3rd of July, 1982, the focus of this paper is on building reliable distributed systems in the presence of failures. The authors clearly define what kind of failures. In this case, the failure is not in transmission, but with the node acting maliciously. This is a hard problem. I was surprised to see that way back in 1982, when the internet didn't exist, researchers were already doing the groundwork to build reliable systems. This really amazes me. In this series of episodes, I'm going to focus on similar interesting problems in distributed systems. As a part of my research, in addition to reading the paper using the three-pass approach, which, by the way, is covered in episode one, I discovered a lot of discussion around the paper with respect to cryptocurrencies. Why is it important to cryptocurrencies, which are based on blockchain? Let's briefly take a look. Blockchain is a decentralized network. This means there is no central control. For instance, in terms of Bitcoin, there is no central bank to verify any transaction for you. Probably it's difficult, but not impossible to do fraudulent transactions with a centralized control. Assume two parties, Alice and Bob. Alice wants to send a Bitcoin to Bob in return for a purchase she's going to make. The transaction indicates a block. The transaction is verified by all the computers on the network. Let's say doing this alone is difficult and computationally expensive. It can be millions of computers doing these computation. Now let's say Alice has malicious intentions. She might add a fraudulent claim to the blockchain to reverse this transaction, like Bob returned back the Bitcoin to Alice. For this transaction to go through, Alice will have to get a lot of computers on the network to lie. This is impossible in the presence of millions of computers verifying the transaction and hence the transaction will not go through. So this is blockchain technology in a nutshell without too much technical detail. Interesting technology indeed. <laughs> what this has to do with Byzantine General's problem? Well, the blockchain network is tolerant to failures. Malicious transactions will fail to gather consensus. The theory behind how many such good nodes are needed in presence of bad nodes to design a reliable distributed computer system is the central idea behind Byzantine general problem. So let's take a look. Byzantine general problem. The author begins by stressing that in order to build reliable computer systems, the system should be able to cope with failures and recover from it. The recovery should happen even in the presence of malfunctioning components. Informally, the problem is simple. Imagine the Byzantine Empire is planning to attack a city. All the generals have surrounded the city and are waiting for order from the commander. Based on the enemy movements, the general will take a decision. The decision is either to attack or retreat. Some of the generals can be traitors. All the generals communicate via a messenger. Now let's reduce this problem further. All the commanding generals will have lieutenants under them. So, it can be further stated in the following conditions. All loyal lieutenants obey the same order. And if the commanding general is loyal, then every loyal lieutenant obeys the order she sends. So don't worry about the terminology about generals or lieutenants. 
In an abstract sense, they are just nodes over the network. We're worried about nodes acting maliciously and ensuring that the system recovers in the presence of failure. The author really discusses a very important point here, and it's the impossibility result. The important result in this paper is no solution exists if less than two-third generals are loyal. So your army or a system is doomed to fail if two-third of the generals are failing. So this can be simply stated, no solution exists if you have three nodes, of which one is a failing node. So no blockchain network will work if you have three computers with one failing or acting maliciously. So this is the impossibility result established in this paper. Going forward, the author discusses about oral messages. So there's a solution with oral messages to the Byzantine general's problem. The author makes some assumptions for the solutions with oral messages. The first assumption is every message that is sent is delivered correctly. The receiver of the message knows who sent it and the absence of the message can be detected. So these three conditions rule out a few malicious possibilities so that we can focus on the real problem. This is a very systematic way of reasoning followed in scientific papers and requires an eye to detail. The conditions eliminate the possibility for the traitor to tamper with the messages. The messenger cannot simply swallow the message to cause any kind of miscommunication. So with all these conditions, let's take a look at the algorithm. So this is the algorithm to solve the Byzantine general's problem. It's a very simple algorithm if you take a look at it. Point number one, each commander sends his order to all lieutenants. Each lieutenant forwards the orders to all other lieutenants. And each lieutenant takes a majority of the orders received and follows the order. So now the solution will work if less than one third are traitors. In other words, two third are loyal. So this is a very simple algorithm to solve the Byzantine general's problem. It is slightly a chatty algorithm where every node is communicating its information to every other node, but that is a way to gather consensus and understand what really is happening around in the network. But the impossibility condition still holds. So if you have more than one third as traitors, you're done. Now there's a solution with signed messages. This is an extension to the previous algorithm that we just discussed. We should be able to verify the identity of the sender. There are some assumptions with signed messages. A loyal general's signature cannot be forged and anyone can verify the authenticity of the general's signature. So some form of mechanism to verify the identity is needed for the solution with signed messages like digital signatures. So the algorithm is very simple. The lieutenants augment the order with their signatures and send it to all lieutenants. Each lieutenant maintains a set of orders. Example, attack, or let's say retreat, or attack and retreat. Now, lieutenant takes action according to the value in the set. If he has the set attack, comma, retreat, this means that the commander is a traitor. Now, this entire situation is based on the fact that we have only three, three lieutenants uh, or three nodes. Uh, one of them is a general, and one general is communicating to two lieutenants, and then one of the lieutenant is getting a set which has values attack and retreat. And then it's fairly clear that the person who is sending it is acting maliciously. In the end, the paper discusses a solution for missing communication paths. The algorithm is an extension of the oral messages algorithm and requires the graph to be a regular graph. 
I'll not discuss the algorithm here as it requires keeping a lot of details in your head while you trace the solution. However, in a nutshell, the message path lens should be up to M plus D, where M is the number of traders and D is the diameter of the subgraph of loyal generals. This is a slightly uh, involved algorithm, but shouldn't be really hard to trace if you actually read the paper. So in conclusion, various solutions were presented to the Byzantine general's problem. Byzantine general problem works, but is inherently very expensive, especially in terms of the number of messages. The number of messages is O of M factorial. Optimization exists, but not much. Well, in this case, M was the number of traders. Uh, it's a trade-off between performance and reliability. If you can assume less reliability by making uh, more reasonable assumptions about failure types, we can reduce the cost. If we can't, it's too bad. Thank you for listening to CS Bytes. My name is Rohit. Uh, see you until next time.